25, if you'll turn to Proverbs chapter 4 tonight. Proverbs chapter 4. God willing, we'll be expounding verses 9 and 10. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Title the message is Crowns and Years. Solomon's been speaking to us about our need to make wisdom the principal thing to exalt wisdom that we may be graciously exalted by wisdom. And last week we ended our study in verse 8. And God willing, we'll take back up in verse 9 tonight where Solomon, speaking of wisdom, says, If you will embrace her, look now in verse 9, she shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. She shall give to thy head, thine head, an ornament of grace. So here we see something wonderful, an attribute about wisdom, that is wisdom likes to give. Wisdom is a giver. She gives gifts to those who love her. And one of the gifts that she gives is an ornament of grace. There have been uh, many uh, of men who developed an affection, a love for certain people and certain things in life. And having loved those people and things, they were later mocked by those things and people they loved and brought to shame by them. If you'll remember country music star Willie Nelson is known for his love of what? Anyone know? Marijuana. Everybody knows that. He has, he has his own brand. What's that brand, Miss Ann? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, it's called Willie's Reserve. Willie's Reserve. And uh, he, he sells it. And, uh, or at least his business sells it. And he's been smoking it for years and smoking everything for years and advocated for it to become legal. And he even wrote a song about it. And, uh, but his love for smoking did not give him an ornament of grace, did it? It gave him lung trouble. A few years ago, he said, and I quote, I have abused my lungs quite a bit in the past, so breathing is a little more difficult these days, and I have to be careful. <clears throat> I've mistreated my, my, my lungs since I was young. I started smoking cedar bark, went from that to cigarettes to whatever, and that almost killed me, end of quote. He loved smoking, but smoking didn't love him. It brought him to shame. It mocked him. He thought that smoking and all kinds of different things, he thought it would give him the good life, and he celebrated it, worshipped it really. But instead of giving him the good life, it gave him pneumonia and emphysema. And you don't get, you don't get uh, healed from emphysema. It just stays with you. And some people fall in love when they're young and their spouses, they, they become great people and they bring them honor. My wife and I are watching a documentary right now about uh, James Madison and his, the, the woman that he married and and uh, it, it makes me think of that, how she married this man and not knowing he was going to become president, you know. And uh, very, uh, very interesting. And, uh, but other people, they, 
they fall in love with people and their spouses end up becoming fools. I mean, absolute failures. And, and it brings them to shame. And it really matters who and what you love in life. And in, in this verse, Solomon assures us that if we fall in love with wisdom, if we embrace her, as it says in the previous verse, she will never bring us to shame, but she'll put an ornament of grace upon our heads. Meaning that wisdom will uh, be like us wearing a crown of honor. In fact, if you look a little further in the verse, Solomon says, A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. There's a lot of confusion, and we're going to spend a little bit of time here tonight talking about a crown of glory. There's a lot of confusion in the Bible, not in the Bible, but a lot of confusion about what the Bible has to say about crowns. Crowns of glory, crowns of, of whatever. But I believe most Christians believe, the ones I've talked to, I've heard so many Christians talk about this before, that most Christians believe that, that uh, we'll actually be given all kinds of crowns by the Lord to wear as rewards for our service to Him. I've heard of people when I grew up in church talking about winning a soul winner's crown, uh, a martyr's crown, you know, a crown of life, all kinds of different crowns. And that, 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 that as the rewards are handed out, you get all these crowns. And, uh, and if Jesus gives me a crown to wear, then I will gladly and thankfully wear it. But I don't believe that's the case. I don't believe that's what's going to happen. I, I don't see that anywhere in Scripture. Do you? Just don't see it. Uh, I believe the crowns in Scripture are metaphors, as so many other things are. And uh, rather than literal crowns that we actually wear. I mean, think about it. If we want all these crowns, and you only have one head, what do you do with the other crowns? Stick them up somewhere in the closet? Well, I think this crown will go nice with my purple outfit today. I mean, what do you do with them? And I wouldn't want a crown on my head all of the time. And I don't even like wearing a hat half the time. But, uh, but some people believe that when we receive all these crowns, we, we get all these crowns, a whole bunch of them, then we're going to take them and cast them down at Jesus' feet. I think about that just for a moment. How many people here are here on earth right now that you think are Christians? I mean, you know, several million, wouldn't you think, at least now? Out of the several billion that we have? And then in the previous generation, the generation after that, the generation after that. And if everybody gets a few crowns, we may have several billion crowns in heaven. Could you imagine the pile of crowns that would be? I mean, there would just be crowns everywhere. Acres and acres and miles and miles of crowns. Who's going to clean all that up? Think about it. So we, we get this idea in our mind, kind of like, you know, uh, angels are little fat babies with wings and they float around and, you know, things like that. And they don't. They don't look like that. But we get these ideas in our minds and we go around repeating them because somebody's told us that before. We've heard it in church. If we hear it in church, well, it's got to be true. And then it gets repeated and so on and so on. And, but but uh, as, I, as I said before, I believe when we, when we read the term crown like this in Scripture, 
that uh, it's a crown of glory uh, as a metaphor, not as a, a tangible item, that, uh, but, uh, but that it's earthly-wise, a metaphor using a tangible item to describe an intangible truth or an intangible condition. Does that make sense? I'll explain a little bit more with the Scripture here in just a moment. Solomon said, wisdom will give us a crown of glory. So what is a crown of glory? I mean, if we have wisdom today, and wisdom gives us a crown of glory, what is that crown of glory? Well, let's don't speculate at this. I don't like speculation. I like inspiration. I like scripture. And scripture gives us truth, and it it, it makes the mystery go away, and it brings the truth to light. Job was a very wise man in the Bible, a very godly man. The Bible uh, really speaks highly of Job at the beginning of the book. And because of Job's wisdom, he was highly esteemed in his community. He was a man of honor. But after God allowed the devil to afflict Job, you know what happened? People began thinking differently about Job, didn't they? They started thinking he must have, I mean, he must have done something really bad for him to have boils and the sickness he does and his children to have died and and, uh, family trouble and tornadoes. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Job must really be on God's bad side. So he must have sinned somehow. Wisdom had given Job a crown of glory. But after Job was afflicted by God, listen to what it says in Job 19.9. After Job was afflicted by God, here's what Job said. He said, speaking of God, he said, He hath stripped me of my glory and taken the crown from my head. Now that is good biblical truth right there. So God took a man who was highly esteemed in his community, who people would go to for advice. And Job said, when God afflicted him, or allowed him to be afflicted, he said, he stripped me of my glory, he's taken the crown from my head. So what did Job have before? He had a crown of glory, didn't he? And then when he was afflicted in the people's eyes, God took the crown of glory away from him. All right? So a crown of glory is honor that we enjoy as a result of our life bringing honor to the Lord. A crown of glory is honor that we enjoy as a result of our life bringing honor to the Lord. That's what Job had. Because of wisdom, Christians trust in Jesus as their Savior also, don't we? We have the wisdom to know that that we're sinners. We have the wisdom to know that this life is fleeting and there, we need some hope beyond the next 50, 60, 70, 80 years. We, we have wisdom to know there, there has to be some means for us to be delivered from the grave or else life is not worth living really. And so because of that we seek truth and then God leads us to truth and we, we find truth in His Son and we put our faith and trust in Him. And to this fallen world right now, we seem foolish because of our faith in Christ. They think we're crazy. 
The world does not give us a crown of glory. They are too busy giving crowns of earthly glory to one another, crowns of glory at the Oscars, crowns of glory at their club meetings, crowns of glory at their political campaigns, patting each other on the back and giving fine speeches and endorsements for one another, crowns of glory at their sporting events, trophies, rings, medals, what have you. But when Jesus comes again, their crown of glory is going to fade away as the world fades away. They'll be seen as the foolish people that they really were for having placed their hope in this world. And we, on the other hand, will be crowned with glory for having placed our faith in Christ Jesus. He will be our glory to us. The Apostle Peter told the elders of the church, quote, when, this is in 1 Peter 5, 4, when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. Unlike the crowns of glory that the world gives, again, the actors, the sporting people, the politicians, or, or whomever. You'll receive a crown of glory that does not fade away. So what about the passage, because the only passage I can think of in Scripture, and perhaps that passage is coming to mind tonight. So maybe you're thinking, what about that passage in the book of the Revelation, Brother Richard, that speaks of casting crowns at Jesus' feet? Well, it was not speaking of the saints. It was speaking of, uh, of uh, the four and twenty elders. But, it, but in Revelation chapter 4, verse 4, the Apostle John said... And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Okay? Crowns of gold. So round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And the word seats is thronos, which means a throne seat. And so basically you have 24 ruling people. Elders, it calls them. They have crowns on their heads and they're sitting on thrones. They're rulers. This is not a crown as in a crown of reward. Now, see, there's a difference in crowns, right? Um, back in the day uh, when the, the Olympics were uh, kind of new, they did not put medals around the athletes' necks. What did they put on them? That's right. They put, a, they put a wreath, a crown is what it was called, on their heads. And so that type of crown was a crown of glory. Not a crown of royalty or a crown of authority. You see the difference? Okay? And so these elders are sitting on throne seats. We're not talking about some reward they got. We're talking about a position of authority. They have gold crowns. Not a crown of glory. Not a soul winner's crown. None of that stuff. It's just a gold crown, and they're sitting on a throne. So these are crowns of authority, all right? And so let me go on reading here. And uh, John said, uh, again, there, there's these 24 elders here, and what I want you to see here is in the Old and the New Testament, 
In the Old Testament, you have 12 tribes. In the New Testament, you have 12 apostles. In either way, it's God's kingdom in the Old Testament through Israel, God's kingdom in the New Testament through the church. The kingdom of God is within you, okay? And you have 12 and 12, and that makes what? It makes 24. So we're looking here at authority, and I believe these elders represent the entirety of the redeemed race of men in both the Old and New Testaments. Why? The Bible says, speaking of us, that we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're on the throne with Him. Where's Jesus right now? He's sitting, seated at God's right hand. So where are they? They also are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. They're in a position of authority too. As the scripture says, what you bind in earth is bound in heaven. And so we have this kingdom authority, okay, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, that number 24 could also represent the number 6, which is man, and 4, which is the earth. And there you have 24 again. And all of God's numbers usually go back and forth in different directions. They all make spiritual sense. It's, it's quite amazing. But I believe the idea, these 24 thrones, shows that, that, that the redeemed are sitting together in judgment with the Almighty. They're in complete agreement with the, with the judgment that's about to take place in the book of the Revelation. Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, He's about to come back. He's about to judge the earth. He's about to execute judgment, punishment, condemnation. He's about to rescue the righteous and damn the wicked. And so these people are on the throne with Jesus... And they have crowns on their heads and they're, they're in complete agreement with their judgment. But then they cast their golden crowns and they put them at Jesus' feet, these 24 crowns. And I believe that's a symbol of believers in Christ, acknowledging Christ as their true sovereign. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Yes, we're seated together in heavenly places, but it's only because of Jesus. Yes, we have kingdom authority. It's only because of Jesus. Solomon says in verse 10, Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. He moves on now to a different topic, if you will, still about wisdom, still about receiving wisdom, that he gets off of the crown. So I want you to understand tonight, the crowns are metaphorical. They are not literal. We see the prime example in Job, the crown of glory, which God had given him, which the affliction had taken away. None of, none of it was a literal crown. It was a condition that he enjoyed as his a result of his life surrendered to God. And we will have that as well when Jesus comes again. We will enjoy the glory of Christ here on earth. And the damned will receive the judgment of Christ in hell. Verse 10, Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Not only will wisdom give us a crown of honor among wise men on earth as well as those in heaven, but it will extend the years of our life as well. Wisdom will. 
In the Hebrew, it's saying that the years of your life will be increased. I saw a video yesterday, a sad video that my wife showed me. Where a young man was trying to break into his ex-girlfriend's house. And the father, the girlfriend was scared, the ex-girlfriend was scared, and daddy was home. I guess she still lived with dad. And uh, this young man wouldn't go away. So he started trying to break in the house. And uh, did you see that video, Brother Shepherd? And dad warned him. You could hear dad. It was the doorbell camera, you know. And you could hear dad on the inside. You saw it. And dad said, I've got a gun. He warned the boy. I say, boy, he's a grown man. But he warned him. He still, boom, hitting that door. And he finally broke in. And when he did, that man shot and killed him. The young man was foolish. He was breaking into another man's house. Wisdom would have told that young man to respect the man's property, to respect his family, to not make his daughter afraid, to not be a bully, and, and to engage in productive behavior. Go to work. <laughs> you know, go, go get a job. But, but he rejected wisdom and he behaved like a fool. Foolishness told him, that there would be no consequence to his behavior. That he was much younger and stronger than the old man on the inside. And then his girlfriend, much stronger than her, he could, he could take both of them. But now he's dead. This is one of those times when wisdom would have increased that young man's years. If only he would have embraced it. When I saw that video, I remember thinking to myself that the young man was a, was a thug and he deserved or he got what he deserved. And it's sad to see that he had to die that way. Wisdom would have given him a crown of honor. But foolishness left him lying in dishonor outside the home he tried to break into. So many young people today, and unfortunately it's increasing, have died prematurely on account of their own foolishness. When I grew up, almost every year when I was in high school... Somebody, some student would die from a drunk driving accident. That's in a small high school. Wisdom would have extended their life. It, but foolishness put a bottle to their mouths and let them die in shame. Young people around the world today, again, more and more, take their own lives every day. Their own lives. Thinking that their life is meaningless, it's hopeless, or it's just too painful to continue on. Wisdom tells them that God loves them, and that God has a plan for their lives. But foolishness tells them to end it all, and, and you won't be sad anymore. And you'll teach those people a lesson that were mean to you. Wisdom would have given them a crown of honor, and given them many more wonderful years to walk with their Savior. But foolishness led them to die far too early by their own hand. Oh, how young people need to wake up and take heed to the Word of God before it's too late. Some mistakes can't be taken back. Being, foolishness, or being foolish is not tough, like a lot of people think it is. Being foolish is not cool. Being foolish is not adult. Being foolish is simply being foolish. It's being, being stupid. So embrace God's word and you'll live and die in honor, is what Solomon is saying. 
You reject God's word and you will live and die in dishonor and perhaps much sooner than you expected. With that, we'll go ahead and close tonight. Are there any questions or comments what we went over tonight? Anyone have any questions about the crowns? Did anyone get disturbed and think, oh man, I was sure hoping I'd have a bunch of them I could throw at his feet, you know? And if we get to heaven, or Jesus comes back and, and uh, we're here on earth and we're, you're over there with a whole bunch of crowns and you're taking them and throwing them at his feet and you're going to look at me and I'm going to say, oh, I'm sorry. But uh, I, I just don't, I just don't see that anywhere in Scripture. So I just hope you understand. I don't want you to have some weird idea that's just not biblically centered. Let's, let's, let's stick with, with truth. With that, any, any questions? If not... All right, we'll go ahead and close the word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for your precious word. Thank you for all the prayer requests, Lord, that were made tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the crown of honor that you give us. Jesus is our crown. He's our glory, Lord. And not not glory that belongs to us, but glory that is given to us. Lord, he's our badge of honor. And all glory belongs to him. And Father, Lord, as they took their golden crowns and laid it at his feet, showing, Father, that he was the only true and sovereign potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, as your word puts it. Father, so we in our hearts also put every good thing that you've, uh, that you've placed on us, any badge of honor, any, any glory, any grace that you've put upon us, all the blessings, Lord, that you've, you've given us, Father. We put at Jesus' feet too. Because Lord, only in Him are we worthy. And we thank you so much for Him. Help us, Father, to fall in love with wisdom. That we may have that ornament of grace upon our heads. Bring us back safely, Father, Sunday as we get back into the book of Titus. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.